Hello, I'm Jim. This is On The Left Side, the funny football show. You can go for stats. That's, that's the way people that don't understand football analyse football is with stats. Undoubtedly, the big talking point this week has been the Manchester derby, with punters up and down the country carefully placing their bets on who they think will win the battle of red versus blue. It's been estimated that almost £7 million has been placed on the match, which is only slightly lower than what Manchester City's owners paid the Shakes brothers' uncle for sponsoring the youth team's socks last season. Just one of the illegal sponsorship deals that City have brokered to try and ensure they won this match, and everything else for that matter. Even before a ball was kicked, there was controversy. The pre-match chat was all about referee Anthony Taylor, a Mancunian who was born just a few miles away from Old Trafford and whose entire family reportedly supports Manchester United. But he supports Altrincham. Honest. You'd think he could have come up with a more believable lie than that. Something like, I truly believe that Jose Mourinho is the right man for the job at Old Trafford and will bring success to Manchester United. Oh, hang on. I said more believable, didn't I? Never mind. But it turns out it was the United fans who will have felt like they were robbed on Sunday. Which, ironically, could literally be the case if a new Premier League scheme comes to fruition. Former Arsenal vice-chairman David Dean is encouraging top-level clubs to help convicted prisoners use their time behind bars productively and train as full-time football referees. The idea being that by giving prisoners a brand new skill, it will help reduce re-offending and save the taxpayer money. Dean suggests that retraining just 20 individuals could save the taxpayer £700,000, which may seem like a lot of money, but compared to the amount that Manchester City's owners received illegally... Yeah, we've already done an FFP joke, Jim. Oh, oh, okay. The fringe benefit of having former convicts as referees, of course, would be player respect. I find it hard to believe that even Roy Keane would have had the balls to bellow obscenities into the face of Dan the Axeman Green from D-Wing if he accidentally gave a throw in the wrong way. It's a great idea if you ask me, and as at MarkTheRam7 pointed out on Twitter... Some of the officiating in a championship borders on criminal anyway. It's always been my dream of seeing my son appear on a Premier League football pitch, but assuming that he's going to inherit my footballing talent, I now think my best option might be getting him into a life of crime nice and early. Still, it would probably offer potential second chances in football to those La Liga players who are currently getting banged up for tax avoidance right now. And as Steve H87 put it on Twitter, So we might see Adam Johnson back on the pitch after all. <sighs> Jesus Christ, Steve. Speaking of inappropriate jokes about sexual assault, take a listen to this from Tom Edwards on BBC Hereford and Worcester. Superstar footballer Cristiano Ronaldo has been accused of rape, something which the 33-year-old vehemently denies. However, a cafe in Worcester does seem to be making light of it all by selling biscuits which depict two figures having sex, calling them, quote, our famous Cristiano Ronaldo cookies. Yep, a cafe called The Taste of Portugal in Worcester has been selling hilarious Cristiano Ronaldo rape cookies because nothing says a sweet treat time snack like an accusation of sexual assault now, does it? Mm. Although I did quite appreciate this punter's view on the whole thing. I think that's disgusting that they're advertising uh, pornographic biscuits, really. Whoa, pornographic biscuits? I've been waiting my whole bloody life for that. Two of my favourite things together at last. McVitie's! You're missing a trick, mate.
It also puts a whole new spin on the game Soggy Biscuit, doesn't it? And if you don't know what that is, you probably didn't go to an all-boys school. <clears throat> yeah. Hmm. It's slightly unbelievable. It's also very misjudged, but it is nothing more. It's not malicious, and the cafe owner has since apologised for any offence caused. No real harm done. Although, part of me does hope that these cookies get used as evidence if the accusations ever come to court. Your Honour, I would like to call my first witness some Ronaldo sex cookies. Objection, Your Honour. The cookies are far too flaky. They'll just crumble under cross-examination. Objection. My client prefers the word crumbly. Withdrawn. And buttery. And delicious. Overruled. Now, please can someone get me a brew so I can dip Ronaldo's biscuit cock in it. I like it. Less law and order and more Great British Bake Off. And I'm sure whatever happens in the case, they'll still be talking about soggy bottoms. Next time, it's biscuits. What annoys me most about the whole thing isn't the offence caused, it's the fact they got the biscuit wrong. Ronaldo shouldn't be a cookie. If you're going to make a biscuit out of Ronaldo, we all know what kind of biscuit he should be. A hobnob. Anyway, let's move on. Unfortunately, moving on in this case means talking about the international break, which right now seems to be about as frequent as a sponsorship check landing in Manchester City's bank account. Jim! Sorry, yeah. The international break, which we will see, surprisingly, the return of Wayne Rooney in an England shirt to earn his 120th cap as the three Lions play the USA in a midweek friendly. A move that, and let's make this clear, is in no way an attempt to cash in on Wayne's newfound commercial value in the USA since his move to the MLS to help grow soccer across the pond. No, 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 no. It's all just for charity. And because it's all for charity and not some cynical marketing move, it seems kind of okay that Wayne should make his comeback into the fold in a move that, it has to be said, completely undermines the ethos that Gareth Southgate has set in the England squad as England manager. His insistence that players must earn their place and his attempt to successfully dissolve the cult of celebrity footballers that's grown in the squad in recent years. It's the kind of things that England built their World Cup success on, but because it's for charity, it's all okay, isn't it? Good. That's settled then. Let me just take a quick break and a flick through the newspaper to see what the Times has got to say. It's a story. No money from the ticket sales of England versus USA will go to the Wayne Rooney Foundation. Right, so a grand total of nothing will be going from the ticket sales or TV money or sponsorship from the game to charity. But fans will be able to make a donation by sticking a bit of money in a bucket outside if they want to. Well, that's worth a complete devaluation of an England place, isn't it? Do you know what? If England really want to raise some money for charity, I know a club that's really good at sponsorship deals. That's it for today's show. Thank you very much for coming to play. Please hit subscribe if you haven't already subscribed to the show. And if you have subscribed, well, you obviously like it. Why not tell a mate? Go and grab their phone next to you in the pub, show them on the left side and get them to listen to the podcast. Or... Just get to follow us on Twitter, at On The Left Side, and we'll see you next week for a brand new episode. Arrivederci! On The Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson and proudly sponsors Manchester City. 